and welcome, welcome to, to Drug Mythology. Mythology. I'm your co-host, Chris Hansiker. And I'm your co-host, Christian Madonna. And we are coming into the spooky season. It's fall. It's, it's my favorite time of year. spooky. Spooky time. It's spooktember. Spook, uh, cue the It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year song, but like slow down 1.5 pitch. Definitely. Although yeah. you would have like a kid say it's like, it's the most. I have Terror. sorry. That's like a Mia Farrow impersonation. Oh, I sound, <laughs> I sound just like her. Swooky. That's not my child, Satan, baby. <laughs> we did a watch with Murray's baby recently. All yeah. right. So, yep, we are ready for the Halloween season, and we're gonna kick off. We're continuing also with we we wanted to ride out some Irish myths for um. For September. Yeah, our last episode was the Finn McCool and the Salmon Knowledge. It was great, and you should definitely want Salmon after that you should, And you should definitely go back and listen to anything with Finn McCool in the name, because they're Finn McCool stories. Yeah, it's a, it's a Coolio story. So this time we are doing a sort of like a bridge between the Irish myths and then also our spooky season, because we do a whole themed thing in October, in case you haven't realized. We back do on- up the spooky time. Yeah. Um, like last year it was like vampires around the world and the time before that it was like a whole bunch of like classic monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was monsters. It was yeah. monster myths. And this year. I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say. It's going to be pretty good. It's going to be good. Now we're super excited. You should be excited. Mm-hmm. Monster myths are some of our favorites because we love, we revel in the spooky, the spook temper. Yeah. yeah. I'm a baby when it comes to actual horror, but like spooky and creepy got down pat. Oh, spooky is an aesthetic, but you know we've been we've been doing with we've been doing with some horror. We've been uh, we've even been checking out some some spooky games. We were uh, we were just playing uh, Man of Maidan with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. Very oh, good. It was so scary. Oh, I I was literally just like screaming during every quick time event I had. It was very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, kept my boy alive. Mm-hmm. So we are kicking off with a Irish myth about. The blood drawing ghost. Yeah, spooky. Spooky. Okay. He, he drink blood. Blood. Well, he draws the blood. Oh, he's blood drawing, but he's not Dracula. Cause but he's like, he... draw me like one of your French girls. I'm just kidding. Aha, blood draw me like one of your French girls. Haha, I am, but I'm Stoker. Don't, but he's Irish. Yes. He I took a long train there. You got there eventually. Back to Ireland. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, but speaking of Ireland. It's not Dracula and Bram Stoker's Dracula, but Bram Stoker was Irish. Yep. So speaking of Ireland, um, this actually takes place in County Cork. County which Cork. Which is like Western Ireland. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like Southwest. Well, so- south, south, it, really. It is, it is more Southern, but like Southwestern Ireland, yeah. I would say. It's beautiful. We went to Cork for a little bit earlier this year. We did. And in fact, we were doing all these Irish myths because we we were inspired by our trip we took earlier this year. We did take quite, there's a, quite a bit of a hiatus that we didn't do the best job explaining why we were gone. And part of it was a, a long vacation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like taking that and taking some time off. And uh, yeah, we actually like spent some time around Cork and Middleton and got to see like Killarney and stuff. So all that whole area. All right. So you ready for this? I'm ready to get transported back into County Cork again so that I can enjoy myself a ghost story. Yep. Get ready for then settle in, get a cup of uh some get, hot Irish an Irish toddy. Yeah, get get some tea and uh, a little bit nah, of whiskey. Get yourself some get yourself some Jameson from the Middleton Jameson distillery and maybe even get just prepare yourself a nice Nice hot red wine, a hot mm. mulled red wine. Yes, and get ready for, for this ghost story. 
There was a guy in County Cork named John who was courting three honeys at once. As Johns do. Right. And their names were Mary, Kate, and Peggy. And Peggy. Uh, he wasn't sure which one he'd marry since all three were equal prospects in wealth and beauty. And that's really all that matters to you. I mean, come on. He was really into Angelica, but he's going to go for Eliza. And Peggy's just there. Oh, wait. Sorry. sorry, No, I mean, he's just... (laughs) Yeah, go on. Um, as he was walking with his sisters, they were like, yo, you need to settle down and stop trifling and pick one. (laughs) Excuse me. I will continue to trifle. Right. He's like, I want to play the field. So he's like, I will decide once any man in our parish dies, which if you wanted more time was really like a horrible marker since lots of people die like all the time. So three weeks from them and an old man dies, of course. What is this like medieval? I, whenever this is, the average lifespan's like 35. Yeah, by old man, I mean like 46. <laughs> he was 47. So old. So old. So as he's at the burial, he's like leaning on Tombstone being like, well, shit, I still don't know who I'm going to pick. Like, I have no idea. Oh, no, I did that to give myself more time. And I spent none of the time thinking, who am I going to marry? I just enjoy being a fanciful bachelor. Right. So he was so. Don't we all. <laughs> so he was so distracted that he left his blackthorn stick on top of a tomb. <laughs> Blackthorn stick, That's that sounds... That's a fancy stick. That sounds... It's a fancy walking stick. It's a bit, I bet he walks around like a villain with his fancy... Dandy. Cane. Cane. Oh my god, I was like, it's fancy stick! It's Whatever stick. they call him, the walking stick. I don't know, man, it's a stick. It's a cane. Yep. So this fancy dandy didn't realize it was gone until he was at the funeral party that night. It's like, oh shit, I'm having trouble walking. Where's my stick? My stick! My blackthorn stick! Oh no, it was special. So, also at this party, there were his three ladies, and he was like, yo, every mistake is an opportunity in disguise. Eh? Eh? He was doing the meme. He's like, he's putting his finger to his head. It's like, modern problems require modern solutions. Right. So, he... Adapt. Improvise. (laughs) Overcome. Right. So, he approached Mary first and asked if she got his stick from the graveyard, (laughs) he would marry Mary. And uh, she was all like, hell no. I'm too much of a God-fearing woman, and that sounds spooky as fuck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God-fearing woman. So so you're not into that whole, you know, living together before we're married thing? No, hell no. This oh. is Ireland back then. No yeah. one was living together. Yeah, not a <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, he then went to Peggy and asked her the same task. And she was like, if I were without a man forever, I wouldn't go. Because What, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, if she was without a man, if he was literally the last marriageable dude, she wouldn't go. Oh. She would rather be a lesbian than be with him, than like go to that graveyard. Pretty much. So, because you want ghosts, that's how you get ghosts. Bitch. (laughs) Then he went to Kate and asked her the same task. And she was all like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll go get your graveyard stick for you. See, finally, a woman with balls. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Lady Gaga um, song, the vertical stick, but it's graveyard stick. Oh, it's graveyard (laughs) stick. All right, so here's where the real story begins. So, what? The story's not about John? You would think. They did a bit of a bait and switch on you. Um, so Kate goes to the graveyard and is about to pick up the stick, pick up sticks, when she hears someone from the tomb beckoning her to open it. You'd never, oh, you never listen to the tomb and it's like, hey, hey, open me, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I won't kill you. Right. It's like, hey, hey, open me. Open the tomb, kid. Open the tomb. So she is compelled to follow through because it's obviously some sort of like supernatural thing going on. Move it forward for blah. Yeah. So when she does so, there's a ghost corpse inside. Well, yeah. What else would be in a tomb? 
right? So he's like, carry me to the nearest town. Gently, gently. Gently. <laughs> he commands as she puts him on her back. Gently. Now, <laughs> and she's like, well, I can't turn back now. I've already got this ghost on my back. Ah. <laughs> oh. And he's such a whiner. Just wait. All right. So they walk to the next town, which nearly killed her because apparently this dead guy weighs like 200 pounds. Oh, and I was he dead, but he's dead and fat. And you know that that fat has been just like desiccating. Desiccating? <laughs> just desiccating all I- up and down that tomb. I'm actually very proud of my word user. SAT word, guys. <laughs> I found a way to put that into a sentence. So she was huffing and puffing, barely making it to the first house they came to. And the ghost goes, nah, not this one. They got clean water and holy water in there. To the next house. Bring me to the dirty houses. Right. So she struggles because she's already like so tired by this point. She struggles to the next house and is like, this one? And the ghost is like, no, we can't go in here. The house has clean water. Bring me to one other. And also, this is like a fucking village. These houses aren't like next door to each other. No, they're like like it's like a, good a couple walk. miles to your next neighbor. In this yeah, village. it's like a rural farming community. Yeah, it's a farming community, <laughs> guys. This, 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 you ain't walking in the, in the city cork, right? So on the third house, he's all, "Oh shit, they got dirty water. This one's just right. They got the dirty water, and it's." So good. I really hope my ghost voice is able to be like distinguished. All right. Which so, from mine. <laughs> they enter into this third house and the demanding ghost is all like, prop me up on a chair by the table and make some oatmeal. I'm a hungry ghost. And put some cinnamon in it. Come on. Right. Flavor. Give me, give me some flavor. What do you mean they don't got Quaker Oats? <laughs> so, as she's contemplating the effectiveness of probably bashing a ghost head in with this fucking spoon that she's stirring around the oatmeal with. Well, she's, she's gonna hit him with a wooden spoon. Right? Right. <laughs> she's like, can I kill him again? Um, ghost then goes, get me a razor and a bowl, minion. But I'm working on, I'm working on your, your oats. Right? And she's like, yo, you're dead. You don't need to shave. And he's like, did I stutter? <laughs> well did you so she sighs and comes back with a razor and a bowl how she finds these things I don't know she just knows her way around every like available abode it's Gillette the best a ghost can get <laughs> then the ghost demands to be brought up to the bedchamber of three sleeping sons of the family he <laughs> <laughs> it's Huey, Louie, and Dewey right he then goes ahead and slits like their wrists I guess no <laughs> yeah Huey, Louie, and Dewey Scrooge McDuck, you should have sprung for some clean holy water. Or some, yeah, right, some clean water. Um, so then he slits, he slits them and draws their blood. All the while, Kate has to hold the bowl. Oh, that he is probably filling drains up. them from their neck like a stuck pig. Yeah, probably. Uh, he then magically sees up the wounds, and he's all like, "See, are you watching? This is how you drain their blood, so that no one will know how they die." Kate, Kate, are you watching? <sighs> Yes, I see it. It's very, very, very good. Yeah, you are. Uh huh. I'm just not looking at the bull right now. You're just, just yeah. This is super gross. Uh, (laughs) So this annoying dead guy then orders Kate to mix the oatmeal and the blood and make two bowls. You might, you might see where this is going. Two bowls. Yeah. 
there, there's room in your bowl, Mr. Ghost. Uh, one for him and one for her. Oh. Yeah. He then orders her to eat it, but she's thinking like, hell no, I'm not going to eat blood porridge. I ain't going to eat a blood pudding today. Right? She takes her scarf that she has on her head and wraps it around her neck like she's all ready to nosh down. But then, as she pretends, she actually pretends to eat it. Um, nom, 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 nom. Right? Like, Delicious blood porridge. Oh, this is the best oh, blood so porridge good. I've ever had. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, these, these, this is delicious. Best these, human blood porridge I've ever had. these boys virgins, the blood's very fresh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be like a, you know, 1690 blood. Yeah, it's great. It's a good year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mentioned it's like Yzma with um, Emperor's New Groove, which just like tosses it into the like cactus or whatnot. Yes, yes, it. it's very good. Oh, yeah, so good. But she's actually... And the ghost is like crunk with it. It's like, did you enjoy it? Right. <laughs> So she's actually stashing it in that scarf that's around her neck. Um, and the ghost is actually like, did you eat it? Did you eat it all? Mmm, mmm, yes, so good, yep. so good, yep, yep totally. totally. Uh-huh, yeah, see, I even, like, licked the bowl. It's, it's totally clean, yep, so good. Um, and meanwhile, she stashes up the balled-up napkin of blood meal into a hole in the wall of the house. There's many holes in this wall of house with the shitty, shitty water. Then the ghost is just like, carry me back to where you found me, slave. I don't like this whole slave master dynamic. Yeah, it's it's real. It's real. Well, no, sketchy. that's what Kate says to him. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, okay, but that almost killed me the last time, walking you here. And the ghost is like, well, it's a good thing you ate that blood meal because that's going to make you stronger. So Kate in her mind is like, damn, maybe I should have. But she's like, she oh says, no, I lied about the blood meal. Yeah. So she says nothing and just like baring her teeth and she hoists him up like a backpack, like a Yoda backpack for the long journey back. Do what or not. There is no try, boy. <laughs> she asks if anything can be done to save the boys that got their blood drained, right? And the ghost laughs and is like, Aw, if we had some food left from our meal, giving a bite of the blood porridge to each child would bring them back from the dead with no memory of their deaths. Good thing we ate it all, Kate. Right. How delicious was that? Delicious irony, Kate. Yeah, and Kate's like, oh yeah, real, yeah, you're right. And the kid's thinking like, oh, super cool, I'll deal with that later. So... The ghost tells her to cross over a field with a bunch of rocks just heaped up in various piles in it. The field is called... Oh, God. Uh, it's funny when the shoe's on the other foot with these Gaelic pronunciations, ain't it? It is. Uh, Gortna Lectin. Eh? Uh, the field of stone heaps, which is very accurate. Nailed it in one. Yep, got it. Um, He tells her that in exchange for helping him, he will share the knowledge with her that each pile of stones hides a pot of gold. And should she come back and dig it up, she would be wealthier beyond her imagination. Ooh. Mm -hmm. She has a pretty big imagination about being rich, too. I know, right? Yeah, she dreams big (laughs) and puts up with a lot. Kate dreams big. She's yeah. She's playing playing the field here with with the ghost, with the marriage. Kate's got Kate's got ambitions. Yeah. So once they reach the gates of the graveyard, they hear a rooster crow. And Kate's like, whew, well, it's been fun, but... And the ghost, like, cuts her off being like, that was a bastard cock. Not done yet. Keep going. And so... She's like, I don't know many bastard cocks. Right. <laughs> well, except me, I know a few. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all men, right? So... <laughs> She groans and keeps walking past the gravestones. And another rooster, like a different rooster, crows. 
And she says, Shirley, that's got to be the right one. I should really get going. Shirley, you're not calling me Shirley. Yeah, right. And so the ghost is all, nope, also a bastard cock. Lots of fake ass birds around here. Like I don't, I don't know what sort of like fake birds there are, but a lot of bastard cocks in this village. Eh? Yep. Uh, so, and the next one too. <laughs> right. So she gives a look and just like keeps going on until they're at the threshold of the tomb. As she's about to step forward through it, a third rooster calls, and the ghost sighs and is like, "Yep, that's the dawn breaker. Real cock that time." <laughs> You know the difference between a real cock and a bastard cock. Well, you don't, but the, 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 ghost, the ghost does, yeah. A good ghost knows the difference between a real cock and two bastard cocks, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that bird saved you. For if you had stepped into my tomb before Are... dawn, you would have been entombed with me forever. And then you never would have gotten that treasure I spoke about. Not the first time been saved by a real cock. <laughs> right. Um, so, he's like, now lay me back in the tomb, gently. Gently? Gently? And she, like, just drops him and is like, tuck me in. Tuck me in, tell me a story. Right, so Kate begrudgingly does so. The ghost is probably still, like, talking a lot to her, and he's all like, I'll miss you, Kate. And then he just shuts the tomb on him as he's talking. Like, nah, man. <laughs> You'll visit again soon. I I promise I'll make more porridge. <laughs> right. So, Kate, after this ordeal of a night, like, Boy, what real. A, what a fucking night she had. Right. She tiredly walks out and snatches up the stick from the tomb on her way out. This is like snatch. She's like, fuck. Right. Um, she makes it home in the early morning and just probably like tosses the stick onto the roof or something like that. You know, just like, fuck it. Um, and her I'll si- be back for that later. Right. And her sister is like, Ma's not going to like that you were out all night. Where were you? Oh, shut your damn face, Moira. Right. <laughs> Kate just like pushes past her with like a shut it. And uh, she falls asleep as soon as she hits the pillow and sleeps through breakfast and well into the day. Oh, I guess her sister's a Peggy and Mary. Shut your damn face, Mary. <laughs> so the neighbors discover, the neighbors of the house um, in the next village over, discover that their sons are dead and word reaches Kate's home. Yeah, word travels fast in these small villages. It's like, yeah, a while, but not that far away. Okay, uh, so her parents go to wake her up for being so lazy and to say that their neighbors are dead. And Kate's like, oh, right, that. I'll deal with that later. Don't worry about it. Five more minutes, Ma. So it's later at the funeral when Kate is sitting there like stone-faced bitch while the parents of the dead boys are losing their goddamn minds with grief. Kate's just like, oh, come on. Pull, pull yourselves together. Right. She, it's not, it's, come on. Yeah, she's like, you guys are just like being way too overdramatic about it. And the father's like, how can I calm down when my boys are dead? They're fine. <laughs> right, pretty much. They'll so be fine. Kate's, Kate says that she'll make a deal saying... Uh, what would you give to bring them back? What would you prom? Would you promise your eldest son's hand in marriage and maybe the property rights to that stone pile field near your house? And the father's like, whatever it takes. <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, Kate then goes to where the boys are in the house. Um, you know, getting prepared for the funeral. And she finds the oatmeal stash and feeds it to each one so they are, at this point now, sleeping, not dead. 
she brings him back to life with the blood porridge. Mm-hmm. It's the only time. It's the only respectable time that one should be eating blood porridge is when it could bring you back to life. It's when it just saves your life. Yeah, when you eat your own blood, which is super gross. You can eat it to become super strong, but then you'll be, I don't know, kind of like a you know, a half being. You'll be barely alive. It's like drinking unicorn blood. <laughs> no, they're, they're full alive now. Well, no, no. I mean, if it's your blood, but if, if you're, you know, if, I'm sure if you fed the unicorn unicorn blood, it'd probably be great again, too. <laughs> I am sustained from the blood of my brothers. Nay! <laughs> so. I am the last unicorn! Amalthia, yay! <laughs> um, Kate then goes out and is like, no big deal, just Lazarus three dudes. Remember your promise, future father-in-law. Oh, wink. And he's just like, I have no sons. Right. My boys! My boys! She walks out while each boy is roused by his parents, and they're all like, we remember nothing except falling asleep last evening. Conveniently. Nothing of our own deaths. So then, the best part of the story. Uh, Kate, during, later that day, Kate then meets up again with John, right? Mr. Bachelor there. Three-timing John. Yeah, three-timing John. And then John's like, did you bring my stick? And Kate's response is, find your own damn stick, she says. And never speak to me again in my, in your life. Oh, <laughs> oh, and she, 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 she invents the microphone, invents electricity, and, and then, then drops, drops the mic and, and walks out. Like a total badass. <laughs> and like shades fall from the sky onto her head. And you just say, da 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 da. <laughs> right? So, Kate, total badass there. Um, in a week's time, she went back to the three boy house and is like, I came to collect my husband and my land. And she did. She's like, and the, the father's like, okay, witch, here you go. Right? Here's my boy. You raised them from the dead. I guess I owe you this much. <laughs> necromancer here's your romancer right so she married the eldest son and she had her in-laws dig up the the pots of gold in the field and they live happily ever and are like super rich so even that their seventh generation is living off that trust fund money their grand their 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 descendants today are still rich because that's how wealth works it doesn't it doesn't go away in fact it just collects interest yeah so that is the story of uh kate there Kate and the blood-drawn ghosts. Mm-hmm. Which really tells you, you know, dump that loser that's like, prove your love to me by fetching a stick that dump, I left. Dump the man who's asking you to get sticks. Pick up the ghost who's asking you to draw blood from killing the innocent. But then help Marry him. the guy that you brought back to life. But then bring back one of the bloods of the... Bring back all three of the bloods of the innocent and marry him and find pots of gold. Mm-hmm. Ireland. <laughs> that is the Irish way. So, yeah. That's the the way it is in County Cork. Yep. So I found that story fantastic just because of Kate's big, like, big energy there. Of just being Kate, like, get your own goddamn stick. Kate brought some big stick energy there. She did. She was not taking it from anybody. She didn't take it from the ghost. She didn't take it from John. She didn't take it from, from death. Right? So good. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for this ghost story. I thank you guys for closing out a nice, a nice month, a nice September of Irish myths. Mm-hmm. We're super excited to hop right into Halloween in October, and what we got for you next? Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Get ready. Look out on our social media channels for any clues or hints that we might be dropping, or not. We might be lazy and forget. So. Get ready for that. Get ready for some spooky, scary skeletons. Stay scary, my friends. Stay spooky, my friends.